What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hey, Greg. Hey, how are you? Good, I'm well. Good, I'm glad. Good. You're typing up a big email or something over there. No, a text thread. I got time. I'm a texter now. I'm texting all over the oh, place. Oh, you're a big texter. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not texting right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow, yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of text. What are you putting in the thread? Is it, who's it with? What's uh, it? Comedy show stuff. Just I trying to figure out this. some. Yeah, you, you guys are probably just cutting them up in there, having a good one, huh? We're cutting them up Jerry in there. Seinfeld in there? Uh, I mean, they call me the Jerry Seinfeld of San Francisco. Do they? No. Okay. They do not. <laughs> He's a Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads, ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, head shotting, rooting, tooting, three-point shooting, nitro rifle. From Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Hello. That's it, huh? Oh, you know, just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, te- I'm a big texter now. I'm a bit texter. Can I ask you a question, Greg? I'd love it, yeah. Uh, here Close we go. your eyes here for a second. Go. If I were to say the following words in this particular impression, do you, would you get the impression right off the bat or would you have more questions afterward? Ready for it? <clears throat> I mean, that was a riddle within itself, but yes. <clears throat> Our internet's the best. We have the best internet here. I've seen it better, but we have great internet here. Yeah, yeah. That's Who your Trump. It? That's your Trump. Andy is gaslighting me. He's a gaslighter with my impressions. You understand that? Yeah. I do spot on impressions, and he goes, I don't know who, who, who is that? Who could that possibly but be? He never said that, that. The question was, was it a good impression? Yeah, it was also happening while a lot of other people were talking at the same time. And the whole time I was just like, I don't know what Nick's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let my power break through, bro. Murders with Merton says, uh, it's not a good trip. <laughs> but you know what it was. Yeah. But you know it's trouble. Well, Thank you, Joe Mertens. And welcome to the show. Joe Mertens, for the yourself. first time in seven years. Wow, it's been that long. Danica, aka Comic Book. Hey. Welcome back. How are you? Hey, thanks. It's the problem around here that Andy, infinitely talented. Yeah. Very talented. So good. On on point. Yeah. Funny. Uh, at what? Everything. Okay. Period. Anything. You whatever you and you want to see a kick Basket, flip, basketball. This kid will do, do it, it right there. Okay. But when it comes to impressions, he'll do it, and that immediately sets Nick off in a challenge that he has to also do. Oh. But he can't. Oh, but he doesn't stop him. And that is good. And you got to appreciate that. Off. But today, on our Twitch stream, unprovoked, I just I just did it. It was the first time. I just came out of the gate with the Trump impression, and I'm looking for like, look, I know I'm not the best player on the court. Okay, but I'm looking for an assist here from Andy, right? <laughs> okay. Andy's like yeah. our LeBron. I'm just looking for like just do right. something that I can get on the highlight reel with. Just I don't have to. I don't right. have to be the one that shoots a shot, but like go behind the back to me. I take. I pass it right back to you. Right. You put it in the hoop. I'll celebrate with you. I'll do yeah, that. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I go, Andy. I'm open. Andy's guarded by three guys. Andy looks at me and goes, Nah, son, not today. I'm getting this three up. I mean, when you're Michael Jordan, get my shot up. You're at best, BJ Armstrong. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good reference right there. <laughs> I, I, I know the Bulls. I wanted to reference just uh, something I mentioned today. Um, when I came back from vacation a couple months ago, I was gone about a week and a half. And when I came back, uh, Nick started doing some impression. And uh, Kevin and Snowbike Mike were like, Andy, the whole time you're gone, Nick did not do one impression. And the second you're back, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> it's because, okay, it's because, no. can I be honest about I mean, those guys? Yeah, sure. They're duds. Yeah, they you know what I mean. <laughs> They're duds. They're the equivalent of flypaper that's all over the floor. Right, right, right. Stuck on them all the time. They don't glide with us. They don't no, fly with they you. Don't, uh-huh. They don't do it. They're stuck on the ground. I like to be up in the space with you in the air. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You, you know come who, in, we bring the fun. High. You know who's another loser? And I'd like to introduce you to them, Danica, right? Oh. This gentleman's name is Cody Hagler. Mm-hmm. And Cody oh, Hagler on. is in the chat live right now. Okay. Each and every episode. Okay. 
He is a is he, is he bad crazy? person. No, right. married not, to a great person. That is not Melissa. true. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when we were getting ready to go live, Cody did his best. He got to the keyboard and he picked up his two hooves <laughs> and he wrote this. He write, this is a live read, all right? Hey, everyone. Greg told Melissa to, quote, dump. And that he, His hoof hit enter and he sent yeah. that right. one. Uh-oh. Then he follows up with, has hoof and then Arita Lee goes, quote, dump. <laughs> that too. And then he stopped trying to tell the story. And then he went, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I'll bring you up to speed, all right? Because a lot of people think, oh, Greg's too mean to Cody Hagler all the time. He won't follow him on Instagram. Uh, Danica, yeah, yeah. J- just so you know, this is just a, a fan who's here supporting and watching. That Pays money to watch right. this. Yeah, yeah. For no yeah. reason. Supports us with hard-earned dollars. No reason I bring in exhibit, I'll say C. Because I'm sure I've given A and B oh, before okay. why okay. we shouldn't be on Cody Hagler's side. Exhibit B comes from yesterday, okay. 1.30 in the afternoon. Melissa Hagler with child. Yes. About to pop any day. Yeah. So anything could set her off. Right. Maybe the realization that, you know, oof, she oh, could have thought man. this one through. Why? Is, there <laughs> Why I got hook, Is this man? baby going to have hooves? <laughs> <laughs> Melissa responds on my Instagram to my story, which was, of course, the pumpkin spice Oreos. And I said, yes. And she responds. And this is like exhibit C, everybody. If you were like on the fence, do I like Cody? Is Greg too hard on him? Cody talked me out of these at the store the other day. And then we bought the Trader Joe's versions, which t- tastes just like vanilla to me. So now I have to go back out and buy these like I should have done the first one. Oh, well, he has to go back out because she's pregnant. Exactly. So that's, yeah, but that clearly, that's exhibit D right there. Isn't that the, their job is to go get he, the wife cookies? If, we, if you yep. screw up once. Well, that's you know, true. You can't. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. It's over. Do? It's over. You're going to send him back out. He's going to come back with Newman's O's. He is going <laughs> to come back with some shit. Yeah. Gluten-free Oreos. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, okay, what Goat see, Boy yeah. was trying to say is what I, I gave Sage-like <laughs> advice to Melissa. Boy? Goat Boy. <laughs> Goat Boy Hagler. What I told Melissa was this, and this is a direct quote if I'm yeah. lying, I'm dying. You can I, read it on my I, shoulder. I'm reading it right now. Uh-huh. Fucking dump this loser. Uh-huh. How right can now. He, and then I go, how can he expect to be, all caps, a father yeah. With these decision-making skills. You're a father. I am a father. And you get yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You got to act in the moment. Boom. I can't I can't see my son choking and go, oh, this will pass. Because that's what he just did with these Oreos. That's the same equivalent to this. That, really? That's the, yeah. same, that's, that's the equivalent that's right totally, there. You get yeah. the life back out. <laughs> <and you laughs> put it on your face. <laughs> Everybody's got the life back. I got the life back. Wait, what's know? a life back? It's a, one of those like. The suction cup. Yeah, it's like you put, put it over the kid's mouth. And, and you can do that. Oh, for babies? Adult, like, so you can do it an adult too. I'd like uh, to do this. Like, smell like Mike. And you suck the food out. Yeah, sure. I'll bring it in. Can we do that? Yeah, sure. Just see what, see what comes up. Take no, no, no. I don't want to like. I don't want to choke yeah. him. You know how it is. But I think it'd be fun to see, like, do it. Like, can Andy do it? Next time we do morning show, you put something in your mouth. We'll see if we can suck it out. Oh. I like this one. I like this one quite a bit. I'll tell you what. You did something there. I don't know if I'll agree to this. <laughs> By not agreeing to it, you agree to it. Exactly. <laughs> you're pretty much in the, you're in it. Yeah, you're yeah. there. Speaking of being in it, hey, Danica, you're in the show. How are you doing? Hey. Welcome hi. back. Thank you. Seven years. What's happened? A lot. Yeah? A lot. A lot. Run me through it because we're no longer Comic Book Girl 19. We've yeah, left we've, it behind us. We've rebranded. Um, the internet made a woman of me. Mm. I no cool. longer felt like a girl. And so I have rebranded to my name. I have a sweet name, Danica. My Real mom hooked it up for me. It's a badass so. name. Yeah, and I and I kept the nineteen, so I did Danica XIX, which is Roman numeral nineteen. Mm. A lot of people don't get that, but that's you know. So there is a continuity, mm-hmm. uh, but it's but it's classier because it's Roman numerals. Of course, because I'm yeah, an yeah. adult you're, now. You're, you're the I'm thinking. A, I'm a woman <laughs> now, so we have Roman numerals. Uh, and yeah, I've um, been. Twitch streaming. Yeah. I've read all six Dune books with the internet. Amazing. Wow. 
Uh, I've been, yeah, and I, on Twitch, uh, on the weekends, I watch movies with people. And we have a really good time with Mystery Danica Theater. And I still make uh, content for YouTube, although it has changed a bit since uh, I used to have Robot on the show. And of course. He uh, got depowered and thrown into the trash can. So oh. now we just oh. have a troll and <laughs> my cat. <laughs> and uh, But they're wonderful. And so, yeah, we make still make videos online on YouTube here and there. Um, but now I'm editing and shooting and lighting, and I had to learn how to do all that. That was a lot of stuff. But I figured it out. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. And I actually just today put out more of a vlog um, format. But I did 2001 Explained in 2001 Seconds. Oh, that's cool. I love oh, 2001. Bad. It's like my favorite movie. And so I was just like, and I know a lot of people struggle with it. And I was like, hey, this is something that I'd love to talk about. And I just saw it at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, wow. Uh, live with, with music. Yes, with the orchestra and like an a choir of like a hundred people, and it was so what's like the cool. last because the last like twenty minutes of that movie is just all yeah. that crazy, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what the sheet music looks like for that. Bonkers. Like, how do you uh, like how do you write music <laughs> with that? Like, I don't know. How do you get like a hundred people in orchestra to do that? I'm not sure. But what happens when one it. person doesn't get it? You're like, yeah. Andy's just not. Getting it. Well, it's fine he's though because you just go. But it was so beautiful. It was such a magical experience to see it in outside and and with the the live music. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. we we talked a while back, but I think Greg saw yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, live. Uh, SF Symphony. Uh, cool. SF Symphony does it, oh, but yeah. and I saw uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was incredible. Mm -hmm. But I would love, but be seeing it outside because i think they i think they do a john williams or they used to do john williams yeah. like yes. live at the hollywood bowl that would be incredible to see as well yes yeah but give yeah. me that but with interstellar with seeing the movie with interstellar Man, yeah with interstellar like soundtrack is like so good it's so good it's so good and it's yeah. so funny that you bring up interstellar because interstellar is nolan's 2001 oh yeah and originally like stanley kubrick wanted them to go to saturn but at the time they were all practical effects so they couldn't, couldn't he couldn't Saturn. make Saturn's <laughs> rings look good. I mean, right. They just like they did not look. They did not pass Stanley Kubrick's uh, inspection. Yeah. And so they ended up going to Jupiter instead. A little easier. So it's just really round. interesting with Christopher Nolan's Interstellar is like he did Saturn and he has that shot of Saturn that's like oh, like I remember seeing in uh, in IMAX and tiny like, little ship just in front of it. Oh, I was so blown away and I, I think it was during my Saturn returns or something like astrologically and I was just like oh there it is. You know, it was it was very we magical. we saw that in IMAX as well. I think we saw it as a company, right? Or maybe not. I don't think we were maybe we weren't doing all, but it was. I just remember it was. So loud, so loud, Smurf! so loud, and so good. <laughs> I was like, so that was good. a good impression. Thank you, thank you. See, I don't get enough credit for my. This is a great impression, Greg. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> great impression. If you had to rank the people in this office that do impression, Greg too. Yeah, Greg number two. <laughs> don't forget, and then it would be blessing three with his uh, Obama. And, yeah, blessing does a good Obama. He also does Michael Sarah. Um, it's true. I'm thinking. Snow like Mike at number four. He does but a great because does a great Chewbacca. Michael Sarah because one time I was like, I think it's your Mindy Kaling, and he's like, No, it's not. Maybe it is Mindy Kaling that I'm doing. Multifaceted impressionist. Wow. Yeah. He's he's so good at impressions that his Michael Sarah sounds like Mindy Kaling. Yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. Incredible. I mean, maybe really Mindy and Michael should look into their own differences. You know what I mean? Uh, I think maybe Blessing's they both holding a mirror up lines. to them, and neither of them want to look into it. it seems wow. Like. Or listen to it. I guess it would take a while before I got to Nick on the. Impressionist ranking. You think Tim's better than me? You think Tim's better? He does a good James Burke. Tim's been doing a, the impression of a, of a, of a non 
robot for a really long time. Just a human being. It was, it was, one of it was those... almost there. I was, I was like, I don't want to be mean to him. He's not here today. Is this day no, that's what I mean. We're really I, I was, I was waiting for it. You still doubled down. I know. Just... I know. Here's what I want you to do, Nick. Don't get in your head about it. You get in your head, and that's when I see you, the plates fall down. You're spinning mm -hmm. them. You're doing a great job. But you get out there. But this is podcasting, all right? This isn't standard comedy where you work the material out. God right. damn it. You throw, the, you throw it out. Roger laughing. <laughs> yeah, and Roger and laughed, laughed when it's true. He laughed at that moment where I know that he's, he's like, not laughing with me. He's like, you he failed. You. He no. saw it. He did the look to Joey. And then they both laughed at me just now. It's gonna. It's happening more and more. Is what I'm not, like. Is what I've. Been yeah, because you know why? Because Roger is coming more and more out of his shell, and he's getting dangerous now. <laughs> we have to, we have to <laughs> put him down. Yeah, but you got to take him out. <laughs> giving me some pearls of wisdom. Don't. You, first off, you're shaking. Look at look at the look at how much you're shaking the coffee over here. I'm squeezing them. This is like yesterday. I'm playing a video game. Well, I can say Spider Man. I'm playing the Spider Man thing. Yeah. And there was you a moment it. where I needed to be precise. And I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And then Cole came over. And just, yeah, that's what he's thing. there for. I'm like dog, you have not earned that right. To screw up a PlayStation exclusive Shh. for me. Yes. You know what I mean? You know what happened? Shit. We got a new Cole. Because <laughs> wow. like, I thought Cole was like a dark brow. Long hair. I was gonna bring up Cole because uh then like, if you know Greg's, you know, Portillo was very important to Greg yes. when you're dogging. She met him. She Portillo was, has she, passed. Seven right? years ago. She was at the spare bedroom. Um and Cole yeah, he died. Thanks for sending a card. You know? It was a tough time. I read the book though. Oh, yeah. okay. Read the book. It's good. And now um, Cole is the new wiener dog, but like Nick, you and I pretend Greg's not here. Sure, fair enough. What's up with this Cole guy? Like, it's it's just I I didn't even know that I forget this dog exists. Mm -hmm. I feel like Cole doesn't get enough uh, spotlight. You know, I'm seeing a lot of images of of the beautiful little uh, baby boy Ben, but like yeah, maybe throw Cole that's, in there as well. That's what I was gonna say. Right, the problem is. <laughs> okay sure 100%. too cute 100%. now he's starting to like walk around and stuff he's got oh, little he's, squeaky shoes he's like saying stuff mm -hmm. he's saying things yeah he recognizes me just slightly more than roger which slightly is really more. cool and like it's unfortunate right he's just an adorable child yeah so unfortunately cole is always going to be second fiddle to that i feel unless cole does something like amazing like cole is like speak. the middle child like getting middle child treatment. I just feel like Cole doesn't get enough. Which one was the middle Brady child girl? Jan? Jan. Jan. That sucked. I thought she was pretty cool. You know? The boy, name one, name one important thing Jan did for this world. She's just trying to keep her head above water. Yeah, yeah exactly. She wore the wig for a while. She didn't want to be blonde anymore. She wore that curly black wig. Yeah, that was a fail. Well, she's <laughs> trying to set herself apart because she's. The middle kid. Struggling. Is it weird that I really liked the Brady Bunch movie no, they're without ever having really seen the show? No, no. Right. it's perfect. No. It was like perfect. one of those shows that I always watched as a kid or a movie that I watched as a kid that I don't know how I got into it as much as yeah. I did. You know why you love it? And correct me if I'm wrong, but the dad is the guy from uh, Office Space yes. and Ricky Bobby. And yes. that's why he's so good. He's so good. Pineapple Express. Yeah, Pineapple yeah. Express. That guy's great. Well, good yeah. news for you is you get to hang out with Cole this weekend when you come to Ben's birthday party. I do. Unlike Snowbike Mike. Blessing. People of the RSVP list. Kevin and Paula, you know? Really embarrassing. Really embarrassing. That that many people are declining. I thought it'd be boring. I just want to be open. Yeah. 
It didn't seem like fun. Two-year-old's birthday? You could be in the bounce. I, I didn't get invited to the first-year-old birthday, so... Nobody did, remember? It was the COVID time. Hey, that's not true. For the, that's we, not true. Yeah, you want to lie in front of all these <laughs> that's kids, that's true. fine. I was there. Yeah, that's fine. You know, if I'm lying, I'm dying, audience. All right? Uh-huh. In the same way, Cody Hagler's a goat boy, all right? We couldn't get sick for the spare bedroom. They think he claps uh, when he wants to apply for something. He stomps on the ground. <laughs> clomp, clomp, clomp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really annoying to go to the theater with him. Horrible about it. I'm really shocked, uh... Phil Mike Mike didn't agree to this because Lord knows he's always just trying to do stuff. Now, see, don't get me wrong. Blessing, Paula, dead to me. Kevin, you're still cool. No, Mike Mike's RSVP you. was very sincere of, I'm trying to be better about not overcommitting. So I'm saying no, but maybe. But I'm saying no. That's good. That's gross. No, this is guys, when he's guys, trying to be better. That, no, hold on. That is not being better. That's exactly what he always does of like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm probably like, I'm going to probably come. Do you I'm understand? The treats we have at this thing, the gift bags we have at the thing. I need a head count. Ooh, what's in the gift bag? Little Thomas the Tank Engines. The t- Thomas the Tank Oh, that's engine. so cute. It, it, Can you bring they me? They got oh, whistles. Wait, they got hats. They got bandanas. We're all how set. many? I mean, how many little kids? Are there, are there little kids? There's gonna be little kids there. Yeah. yeah there's gonna be Is there a basketball court? A lot actually. That you just take Tennis. them. Yeah. You can just take a kid. That's yeah, a that's like part of the bag. bag. I mean, yeah. I have one of those. Like he's got a you know a play school. Um, Basketball hoop at the house. We okay. can bring that down for you if you want. I would love that. Then you I mean, can just slam on them all day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> really, absolutely will. Really get his defense up. Remember though that at some point, probably the next three years, he's, that kid's gonna be taller, taller than both than you. you and me. Yeah. So I mean, two and a half maybe. Yeah. Max. It's years. coming. Yeah, it's coming. I feel that wind blowing. The next few years though, like he's in like the chibi proportions. Yeah. And like that's the cutest. 100%. They're like look like a little living anime. Chibi. It truly is. Yeah, yeah. Because they're only like Watching three, chairs, four heads adorable. high. Like yeah. it's it's uh, it's yeah. amazing. Have you ever done the thing where you pick him up by his overalls and hold him up and pretend like you're the Terminator? Cop. No, it's because they had Terminator. Isn't, he, isn't that Terminator? Or is that Kindergarten Cop? Remember when they're out, they're out in the desert and he grabs a little baby? He's like, oh, he does do it there, right? Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. he did it in all of them. You know, no, Kindergarten Cop, he picks up the kid and he goes, you've been eating people's lunches? Stop it! <laughs> and the kid just spits out the fucking chair and then he just drops, drops the kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the funniest part of the whole movie. Damn, you're right. No, I, I, I definitely, I thought there was one where he picked him up and like smelled his diet, but you're right. No, no, that is Terminator 2. You're right. Yeah. Danica. Yes. I've known you a long time through the internet. Mm-hmm. A question I've never asked you yeah. is, do you know everything about everything mm-hmm. or do you just get hyper fixated on things? Because you, you, know, you just dropped all this, two th- and you just talked about the 2001 Space Odyssey thing, but then you're like, oh, and Kubrick did this and that, and right. then Interstellar, and like, you know, you're just off to the races, and you love, you, you in our world, rose to fame for Comic Book Girl 19, and you were talking about comic books and this, that, and the other, yes. and then it went into film, and it does all these things, but then you're reading Dune now, and you're doing this thing, like, everything and everything, or just like, you know something's really awesome? Like, you know, I know a little bit about a lot of things. Okay. I would yeah, say. That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, I'm a student of life. Okay. Always learning. Sure. Always trying to find stuff. But I do get hyper fixated on certain things. Like yeah. Stanley Kubrick in 2001 is one of those things that I got hyper fixated on. Same with like 2000 or um, same with like X-Men. Sure. Dune. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I also just put out a Dune Wave album. Um, what is that? Like synth wave? It kind of. Yeah. It's. Okay, so I, and this is the second one. We had an EP like a few years ago, but uh, this started when I was doing the the Dune Club book clubs. 
And I went through all six Dune books and I grabbed like all of my favorite quotes and then I arranged them into songs, like put them together. They're like, these are different quotes about the law and these are different quotes about government and these are different quotes about discipline. And then I put them together into a song and then I spoke with my Bene Gesserit voice yeah. into the microphone. I spoke the words. And then Akira the Don, who's the master of Meaning Wave, uh, he turned them into bops. And we okay. have like a whole, you can buy a CD or a cassette. Um, it's pretty exciting. And that just like dropped last month, uh, which was just a day ago. Where <laughs> do you days find ago? the time? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's that thing where it's like, God damn, man. Like you're, uh, you, I've always known you to be so creative. Yes. You're always doing, I mean, we haven't even talked, you launched a Kickstarter today for an Akira documentary. Yes, I, I did talk that about too. That. <laughs> we will get to that. But I mean, you're talking about, oh, and I just did this album and I yeah. just did this thing and blah, blah, blah. Like. What is your creative process like then? Is it just, uh, do you have a notebook filled with ideas that you're just going through? I do have a big list of things that like projects that I'm working on. And then I also have a list of like things that I want to do. Yeah. Like I'd love to do like 2001 woman show and just act out 2001 by myself that's for people. Insane. I love it. That's crazy. But that's like, ugh, in the I feel future. like if you do that right, you can do the whole movie in about 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, totally though. Like I would, I would want to make maybe like 30 or something. Fair, you know? yeah. Because the first scene's like them floating in space for, or the pen floating. Well, no, you, for like a solid. Well, you've 15 got months. like the monkeys, so you got to do a whole monkey thing. Oh right, you got the monkey to throw up the thing, and then, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, Nick, you just missed Greg say I should do that for the Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, dude, it'd be so yeah. much fun, right? Yeah, yeah, like, I think more of us. We should do a double start... feature. <laughs> yes, yes. Greg, Christmas is coming up. I know. Yeah. How often do you abandon projects? How often do you have shit where you're like, we'll never have the time for that? Oh, that's a... There's a few projects that just... I feel like I generally finish them, but it may take, like, years. Like, it may take, like, five Mm -hmm. years to finish a project, but eventually I'll get there. Like, my Laura Palmer paper dolls. I'm still working on my Laura Palmer paper dolls from Twin Peaks, and I'm like, I got really hyper-fixated on Twin Peaks, and then I was like, I want to draw all these paper dolls. And I did, and they're all drawn. I just have to, like, color them and, like, put them in a book and sell them to people, I guess, for fun. So I guess the question just backing up from there is, why a Laura Palmer paper doll? You just hit that. That just idea pops in, and you're like, yeah. this is it. This is what I'm doing for Well, I just, okay, so I loved a lot of her different looks. She has so many different looks, okay. and it's so dark, too. And it's like, I have her wrapped in plastic, like, dead body mermaid mm-hmm. outfit, mm-hmm. and then the red room outfit when, you know, mm-hmm. she's dead in the lodge. But then I also have her, uh, like, slutty going to the bar outfit. And then they talk about her being at One Eye Jacks, like, being one of the girls at One Eye Jacks. And those girls have these really intense, like, casino lingerie fits. But you never see what hers looks like. So I got to design it myself. And oh. I was like, what would Laura Palmer's One Eye Jacks? Very cool. Costume look like. Because nice. I love clothes. Um, would Twin Peaks scare me? Yeah. Really? It's no. It'll weird you out. It'll weird you out. Yeah, it's off-putting. Okay. But it's funny, too. It's got funny moments as well. It's like dark, weird comedy, but also, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because I've never known what the vibe was. I've just always known that Twin Peaks has one of, like, the largest cult followings. And it's one of, it is so influential to so many directors and writers out there. But anytime I see imagery for it, I'm like, oh, I bet you I'd get scared. Like, it feels <laughs> like... um. This is a good time to start watching it in the fall, though. This would be, like, a good time really? to watch it. Yeah. Twin Peaks in review. I was thinking, like, HBO The Outsider. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, scare you? Well, it's I mean, not, there's some spooky It's not yeah, on yeah. that level. 
Like, I don't think, right? Okay. It's been years since I've seen an episode of Twin Peaks, but I don't remember it being, like, no, as not... scary as The Outsider. Although I will I will say the movie, the Fire Walk With Me movie, has got some really intense moments that are like, oh, but what they're a, more, like, traumatizing. I wouldn't say that. badass name for a movie. I know, Fire, Fire Walk. Walk With Me. I know. That's pretty sick. That's sick. That's pretty dope, Andy, yeah. I've always wanted to watch Twin Peaks. Let me know if you get started. Maybe we both yeah, watch together. When are you going to watch True Detective? And... Okay, all right. Well, I oh, took it. I took it. So good. Maybe I took it start, to Greece. We just didn't get there. Come to my son's birthday. Oh wow, you that's know? a gaff. Yeah. You better start that's watching a, again. That's okay for you, Kevin. But if Paula watches it too, I got a problem. <laughs> Can you bring me a gift bag, by the way? Yeah, of course. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for you, big dog. Don't worry about it. <laughs> to, uh, True Detective season four with Jodie Jody Foster trailer dropped. Oh, yeah. They dropped the trailer for, uh, I think it's coming January 24th. I'm excited. Which is very, very You know, it's, I'm excited about that for a couple reasons. One, it just, it, it, that series is incredible, and obviously it's going to be different than anything that came before because it's kind of, you know, every year is different. And two, HBO Max just feels like they're driving all their original content down, so this might be the last great show they, that HBO releases before the apocalypse. Damn. I mean, I think we're already in the apocalypse. I mean, are we AI? Are we AI right now? You tell me if I was AI, right? Of course. Cool. I mean, they're going to do more. I didn't watch the Game of Thrones spinoff or whatever, but it had pretty good ratings and people enjoyed it. I, 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 I assume they're going to do, they're going to try to put more budget into more originals like that, but nothing to the level that we've seen. That we I don't know, I, because they canceled Winning Time. I don't know if they're going to do like a lot of those big, yeah. super high budget prestige shows anymore. It, seems scary. it just seems sad. That really bums you me out. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, 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 so I'm, I'm, you know, hey, I'm, uh, what's that? Why? Because streaming's not doing so well. Oh, just because I, I just don't know what's going on with HBO and like Warner and mm. Zaslav and all those people. I don't people. think they like, know what's going on. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 I don't think anybody kind of knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But so of course uh, we got James Gunn, so everything will be okay. I mean, I, I actually. I'm sure all those movies. We'll see all those movies, right? Did you see oh, that? He just confirmed that. Peacemaker season. Yeah. Peacemaker. Well, Peacemaker's coming back. Blue Beetle's coming back. The I mean, originally, that was the whole thing, remember, of like, it's not a DCU movie, but he could be in the DCU, yeah. that actor and that guy. So that's confirmed? I mean, that's what I saw at, on, on an IGN post, but they're also, I don't know. IGN, I, a bunch of hacks. We know that, that well. We, they lie all the time. Exactly. We know this. Exactly. We used to work there. They paid us to lie. They, all the time. Liars. <laughs> <basis. Yeah. laughs> exactly. Greg's never even played a PlayStation. Looked at screenshots and gave it a review. You know? Nolan who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Danica, where are you at right now with... The state of comic book movies? A great question. I am kind of a downer about it. I'm like burned out. I feel like over it. I feel like we did it. Mm -hmm. Like Endgame like, was right. the end game. Like, it's like, that's, I'm good. We did it. Yeah. We did it, guys. And I feel like it's kind of been really downhill since then. And there's been like a couple of the, I really like the WandaVision show. Of course. But then they came back with, um, and not to say that I totally disliked the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it undid everything that the WandaVision show did. Yeah, well, he didn't watch it, so like, that was his choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One. Which I was like, eh, that's, I mean, eh, I don't hate what's going on here, but like, oh, you made her in villain in like two seconds, and I didn't yeah. really like that because we, uh. so yeah, I'm just like, ugh, you know. I'm yeah, I keep it. talking about the endgame hangover. Yeah. That that was such a emotional buildup with yes. a great payoff and like everyone yes. in the world cared about it and so then to follow that up has been so tough and then yeah, i can. don't think it's been their best foot forward for any of these projects really. no no well and also too i mean you just see the quality like the level of quality has really gone down especially with oh, the yeah. effects and i mean even with the writing and everything else and they're also just it's very formulaic yeah 
and it's like we've we've seen it so So like you need to figure version of yourself yeah yeah you need to either switch it up or do do something but at the same time too it's like you can't i don't nothing goes up forever you know like everything you know time is a flat circle like sometimes things go down and like that's what this is where it's like okay we've done it we're you know and i'm just i am very i'm so mad about seeing that image of wolverine and deadpool and they finally put wolverine in the costume mm-hmm. now and it's like now you're doing this yeah now like it took how long 20 years to get him in the fucking yellow costume yeah and it looks great and you were <laughs> yeah. telling me this whole like you've been gaslighting me this whole time <laughs> that like this would look terrible x-men's costumes are silly and here we are and it's like wow that looks fucking cool great maybe it maybe it'll 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 spur the next the next era yeah. of comic book movies because i think a lot of people are burned out on it as well and i think the movies have always been somewhat formulaic but when you're driving towards something bigger than the sum of its parts that was acceptable now it just feels like where are we going where are we going where are we going we got in the where car we we're in the car where are we yeah. going yeah i don't know what's happening right i now. think the thing that i was enjoying a, a like for the last several movies and like entries to the mcu it felt like they were getting really creative with like, all right, this will be our coming of age teen drama in the MCU. This will be our Raimi horror movie. Yeah. This will be the, and, and I felt like they were kind of taking all these different genres. Like I really enjoyed Loki and it felt like that was like, let's do a weird kind of take on what, you know, what Marvel can be like. Uh, I mean, the set design in that show was just like amazing. And they like, I felt like there was a lot of cool stuff in Loki. I feel like I felt like this last several iterations, they were like kind of bringing different approaches to it. And then I I don't even remember what the last MCU, but like Moon Knight didn't do it for me. Oh, Moon Knight was terrible. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people think we're, we're all kind of crazy for how we felt about it. I've, I enjoyed like maybe one and a half episodes. One of the, things for me personally too with the marvel movies is they um they have these no fun marvel mommies like every like strong female character is like no fun like Mm -hmm. they're not fun they're not sexual they're not like Mm. any they're just like angry all the time you're talking about like carol danvers and like captain marvel all of them i mean like even like lady loki it's like lady loki is Mm. supposed to be like fun and sexy and weird and like wants you to look at her titties you know what i'm saying like she's gonna take advantage of you while you're looking like she's like she's like she's slippery like a snake and then this lady loki was like lame and not and it didn't even look like loki i was like that's the that's the fun of their relationship is that he's a narcissist yeah he falls in love with himself fall in love with himself so why doesn't she look like him and i guess it's because they don't want it to be masturbatory or whatever i don't know but again it's like who cares they're it's a just another version of him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it weird, Disney. That's the thing. But they're I like, think... no, she's blonde and she doesn't look anything like him and she's no fun and stuffy. That's been my, I think, biggest problem with recent MCU stuff is that they are afraid to make it weird. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a while there with a lot of the, not, for a while there with a couple movies in a row, I feel like we stepped up to the precipice of like, all right. This could be something really cool. Okay, if you line it up right, when Loki breaks the 
the time thing. It yeah. lines up perfectly with the end of you know WandaVision. Right. So that means that when we get here, right. you got to multiverse and you got to all these different movies and stuff mm -hmm. where it's like this is going to be ramif. You felt ramifications going to be, and it wasn't. And it wasn't. Yeah. And, and I was like, wait, wait, this isn't connected to this. Like this multiverse thing is not connected to the Loki thing at all. In that our was big, really odd. When we did a multiverse of madness, right? One of our things was that we, the trailer made it seem like we were going to go through a lot of multiverses. Yeah. Right. Like oh my god. Yeah. Three, right. It's two. like well, this. Yeah. Two and then two. Like one we had that. We had. Yeah, that one, one sequence, one frame where we went right. through the comic book one. It's like, why don't we yeah. stay there? Why don't we get nuts with it? Um, yeah. I wanted to ask Danica what she thought about yes the kind of funny official rankings. The when we do our ranking MCU mm -hmm. show, yes. Um, Andy, we're not proud of these though. We're not. We're not. <laughs> and then, and that's why I think it'll be like good content. Ten. Is that when we go through these rankings, okay. at a point we'll get to a movie and everybody goes, "All right, do we think that movie is better than rank yes. number thirty-eight? And however many people raise their hands dictates where that yes. kind of Goes. We also put the shows in as well, so it's I every Marvel that. property. Yes, That's yes, what makes it I slightly harder. That. Is then you then have to sort of recalibrate in your brain uh -huh. your metric for right, what makes right, it right, good, right, right, right. Like obviously Loki, a standalone episode of Loki is not going to necessarily compare to something like the Avengers, but then you right. bring the whole season and kind of what it means overarchingly and like the accomplishment of doing that Disney Plus show. I just mm -hmm. want go off the top ten for us. Yeah. How do you feel about 10. the top ten right now? I feel like it's I. I think it's pretty solid, honestly. You're an audio like, listener, I feel like it's number one is solid. Endgame. Number two is Infinity War. Number three is No Way Home. Home. Number four is Homecoming. Number five is Civil War. Number six is Ragnarok. Number seven is Winter Soldier. Number mm -hmm. eight is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Number nine is Wakanda Forever. Number ten is Loki. The chat is asking, and I do think I, I that may this switch is... the Avengers with Wakanda Forever, but I didn't see Wakanda Forever, so maybe really oh, okay. being a jerk. Well, hold on, I... hold on to that for one second. But well, the chat is pointing out that Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, the, this list may have been. Uh, I, I may not have the sent most... in the most recent. Yeah, yeah. So right. Guardians right. three is not here on this list. Where did we okay. put that? I think we put it real high. Tim's problem. I think we put it fairly high. Yeah, that's true. Everyone probably like twelve or thirteen around there. Yeah, yeah, but definitely like Winter Soldier, Civil War, like End Game. Those are all like real bang and Ragnarok. When you look or at Ragnarok this, is so good. Ragnarok's like my rank list. one, even though yeah, I don't think it's, it's like the best. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. It's really fun and cute. I like it a lot. But I think that like Taika Waititi was a little overhyped. Like I feel like I think he was hyped a perfect amount of hype going into Ragnarok, and then I uh -huh. think the overhype right. happened then, right afterward. Exactly. By the time he's Thor: Love and Thunder, it's like, oh, what, no. what drug are we doing on this set oh, right now? No. And is it something I've never heard of because I'm not wealthy enough to understand it? Mm -hmm. like, what's going on here, <laughs> yes. Taika? Yes. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Well, he is actually supposedly maybe doing a Akira live action. No film? one's gonna ever do an I Akira hope, live action. I hope not. And they I shouldn't hope not. do it. No, they should never. No, do it. Why? Why? Yeah. Because hold on, we're pivoting to Akira, of <laughs> okay. course. And you have a documentary you're kickstarting right now. You yes. can find out about it at kindoffunny.com slash Akira. But before we transition to that, I want to remind you that this is the kind of funny podcast each and every week. Four, sometimes five. Best friends gather around this table, coming to hang out with each other and talk about whatever it is they want to talk about. If you want to hang out with us, your best bet is to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where of course you could be watching live as we record it, like the amazing Melissa Hagler and her goat boy husband, Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the show ad free. Watch it live. You too could podcasts. be insulted live. They love it. Except week. Bert Meg. They call him the Trogs, for Christ's sake. And now they call themselves. Neither the here nor there. Of course, yes. 300 bonus episodes, exclusive merch only on patreon.com slash kind of funny. However, if you no bucks toss our way, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Podcast services around the globe each and every week for our brand making new episode. Remember, you can write in for free at kindoffunny.com slash KF podcast with your topics of conversation. Mm. Housekeeping for you. We have a brand new shirt up called Shoe for President. That's right. 
PlayStation needs a real leader now that there is a power vacuum, and we're backing the one the only Shuhei Yoshida. Uh, for the next week, you can pick up your shirt at kindoffunny.com slash store. Uh, Nick, Kevin, and the team went above and beyond to do an amazing Dungeons & Dragons stream. Uh, it is up on youtube.com slash kindoffunny. We talked about it last week in the build-up to it, and it was awesome. So did such a great so job. So fun to do. Great job, Kevin. I haven't seen you or complimented you in person about it. Good job. Thank you very much. That's why you get a gift bag. Paula gets coal. Uh, <laughs> not, not the dog coal. Like, you know, the, it doesn't matter. We're very uh, excited to add another dog to our family. <laughs> no! <laughs> Thank you for our Patreon producers. James Hastings, Jedi Master Deadpool, Casey Andrew, and Nathan Lamoth. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, Shady Rays, and DoorDash. And hey, since you're not on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, here's a word from those sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. 
Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. All right, we're back. And I've been excited for this for a while. Sure. Danica? Yes. You are making Akira the documentary. Yes. This is a Kickstarter you can go to right now. Yes. It has been up just today. Yes. You asked for $10,000. You currently have more than $21,000. Yes, we've hit our first stretch goal uh, and our initial funding. I need to talk to you when we're done with this part about your audience because they remind me so much of our audience of just being yeah. the most supportive humans out there, and I love that. Oh, such a bunch of sweet cinnamon rolls. But we'll get to that eventually. Mm -hmm. For now... Nick, I know you love Akira. Yes, as do many people, I'm sure, who are watching this. Take two. Please. Oh, there's, there's my video. There's my video. Yeah, they're playing. Wow, the video's happening. Oh, my God. Uh, let's start with you, Nick Scarpino, to transition to this. Why do you love Akira? Because as long as sure. I've known you, you've loved Akira. It's one of those things when you first discover anime, and which I did, I believe, in the mid-90s. You discovered it. I, I did. I actually, I'm actually credited. He's the one who brought it here. To the yeah, States. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, it's, there's a lot of legal battles still happening. I'm not allowed to comment on that. Uh-huh. Uh, Harmony Golds can go fuck itself. Um, I'm joking. I have no idea who Harmony Golds is. I have no idea. Don't worry about it. It's a Robotech reference. Anyway, long story short. I was too I was too busy getting laid in high school. You know what I mean? I was this guy. Where you? This fucking no. guy. <laughs> a lot of WWE. <laughs> um I I was I have a really good friend named Ryan who was uh, one of the guys I've been friends with since junior high. We played role playing games, video games, all this stuff together. And he was the first person to introduce anime to my life and we would go on a He's hunt a for animated movies was like that Japanese so much fun because you couldn't get it back then. It was so hard. Yeah. And I remember finding a source of of like a, like, a, like a cache of anime at a Sam Goody one time. Oh wow! But I didn't have. Oh, but yeah. he had to buy them. I was like, yeah. I don't have twenty five dollars. Yeah. I had to like beg my mom to buy a movie, and I think I ended up buying like Armitage Two or something like that. And I pop it, and I was like, This is the worst thing I've ever seen. He didn't know. There's no, oh, there's right. no IGN. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. literally judging a book on its cover. Um, but what one, was that one Sam Goody likes where that was like Coast something? Coast to coast. 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 I used to work Coast. there. Video. No way. I did. I always wanted to work. That was another place. I was place. selling Netflix when it first came out to people and like explaining the concept back when it was like you Mailed got a disc. disc. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I remember back in the day, um, I used to go to the Video Wiz in the Canyon Crest Center and Ryan lived close to that. So sometimes we meet up there and they had a small, like maybe four or five movie section of anime. Yeah. The only title that like really stuck out was uh, Akira or Akira, as we used to call it back then. We were just like Akira, you know, Akira. didn't really understand it. And yeah. and it's one of those moments of was it the dope the motorcycle and him walking cover yeah. him walking back yeah. with the pill on his jacket yeah. the old school like white cover I think that I think they did another well there's multiple covers of it but anyway long story short you pop it in and right off the rip that first shot of it just like quiet yeah like the nuclear blast yeah. exploding Japan I was like oh this is something different and I remember distinctly thinking this is not an animated movie. This is just a movie, a really, really mm -hmm. fucking good movie that just happens to be animated. And this is back before every, you know, we're not seeing Spider-Verse back in the of early course. 90s. So you're seeing something. Had I'd you already watched something like The Matrix? No, I mean, probably. I don't know when, what year. No, the Matrix I probably, no, 99. no, 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 no. This would have been well before The Matrix. Yeah, you're this right. This would have been 92, 93-ish, probably, around the time that I really kind of started being aware of it. 
Um, this is like after, so real Ghostbusters opened your eyes to what animation could do. Right. It's like opposite sides of the rainbow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like do's and don'ts. Of, uh, oh, of no! But yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's very well respected and loved by a lot of people out there and rightfully so, because it's a masterpiece. Yes. And I think it's probably the pinnacle of what that medium and a lot of, I mean, it's better than most movies that I've watched. Uh, I'm on the same boat where a coworker of my dad's was like, my dad would always talk about how much into drawing and art I was. And I was back in the day, what, like, I think I had only ever discovered anime through something like Toonami. And I was watching Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing. And my dad's coworker was younger at the time and knew that, like, oh, your kid's into, like, this stuff. Oh, oh man, you got to have him check out this movie named uh, Akira. And he, like, lend us the VHS or whatever. And my dad was like, yeah, apparently this is, like, the best animated thing ever. So to me, as somebody who was, like, obsessed with animation and seeing the fucking motorcycle go with the light trails behind it, I was like, this is yeah. unbelievable. Or even it just is. the first battle, the first motorcycle, like, encounter with them and the clowns. Yeah. And you see it. I'll never forget that shot where he's, like, tapping the, the pipe on the ground as and he's riding. Like, yeah. And yeah. they're about to just bash And then that fucking moment head. where oh, man. I think it's Canada just runs just bashes the dude's face in with a pipe and i was like oh what is this yeah meanwhile we're watching fucking uh gummy bears that day. <laughs> gummy like this bears. is what we my people over in japan are yeah. growing up on that shit being like we're hard right. man. well it reminded me of like watching spawn or something very maturely exactly. animated yeah. that i knew that like i shouldn't be watching this i was maybe like eight nine years old at the time well it, it shatters your reality right it yeah. shatters your reality of what of what are the delineation lines are for these things kids in america Watched cartoons. That was it. Yes. Parents didn't watch them. You yeah. you went begrudgingly with your kid to go see The Little Mermaid or Lion King right. or something like that. Maybe you were like, oh, that was pretty good. And they had some adult themes. This is a damn movie that came on theaters in Japan and is wildly respected. It comes over to us. and my I, it Like just, for adults. Yeah, it just broke my brain. I was like, wait, they made a, they made a cartoon for adults? Mm -hmm. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so it was very, very, very pivotal for me in just kind of opening my eyes to the greater, you know, the bigger world at large. Yeah. But to answer your original question... There's no way to do it right. Yeah, no. You can't, it's it's like, there's no are way you gonna to repaint right. the Mona Lisa? Are you gonna resculpt the David? You know, like, get best, out of here! Like, shut up. At, <laughs> at best, you're gonna get the live action remake of Death Note on Netflix. Mm -hmm. That's probably that's like that would be like best case scenario. Oh. Worst, you're gonna get it's gonna get marred in all sorts of development hell and controversies mm -hmm. and all these things. And I just don't think they're ever gonna be able to do it. A lot of people though, they they say that the movie is different from the manga. In fact, the Very movie so. came out before the manga series was even finished. So, I mean, it's God, like Pilgrim's there's so week. much more to draw from. Mm -hmm. But, A, it wouldn't make a good movie uh, because it's the manga series is way too long. So if you did want to, if you had to do something live action with it, you should do a show. Because in the movie, you have the big explosion at the end mm -hmm. and then that's kind of it. Whereas the manga, it keeps going. And it's like you see the aftermath of what happens in like Japan's in ruins. And there's these different camps of people who are fighting one another for resources and just like trying to survive in this yeah. wasteland. And then like the American military starts coming in and it's like a whole like other it's thing. It's, pretty <laughs> cool. it's really cool. I mean, that would be... It, in. In a world where you could do whatever you wanted, I would love a series of movies like that, like we've seen with the MCU, but it, it'll just never happen. Yeah, and, and it's, again, it's like, I feel like... We're going to run into Blade Runner territory where it's like, we'll gonna... get one every 10 years and it doesn't do that well, and we go, damn it. We'll I know, yeah, Blade I know. Runner. It's like, I just feel like I'm good with what we have. Like, we have the manga series, which is fantastic, and then we have the movie, which is 
I feel like the greatest hand-drawn animated movie 100%. of all time. Like it is the peak of 2D hand-drawn animation. It's something only the Japanese could have done. <laughs> like it's just so incredible mm. what they did and it holds up totally today. And I saw somebody in the chat talking about, oh, am I gonna go get the 4K version of it? Do it, do it. It looks so good. Like I just got it and I popped it in and I was like, wow, this looks even better. <laughs> like it's just, ah. So Danica, you're making this documentary. Yes. Where does your obsession with Akira begin? Um, my obsession with Akira began with Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. <laughs> like most of us. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> again, back in the day, you couldn't just watch whatever whenever you wanted. It was really hard to get your hands on these sorts of things. And I remember they were doing a, it's Akira. We're playing Akira tonight. This is huge. This is a, big deal. Yeah, is yeah, a yeah. big deal. And I uh, was so excited to watch it. And I remember it was dinner time and my mom was like, oh, Danica, come in here and eat food. And I just like no. ran in the kitchen. I was just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> then, like ran back out because I was just like, I don't want to miss this. Like, it's Akira, mom. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was going to say, and this is when you were in Alabama. Yes. Yeah, yes. This is a world away. <laughs> this is a world away. This is a lifetime away. This, yeah. is, this is a long time ago. And yeah, that's, I was like, wow, this was so cool. And it's, it's one of those things where much like Dune, where it's just like, you can just keep mining it. And like, every time I revisit it, like every few years, I'll notice new things about it. And I'm like, oh, oh, I get it a little bit more now. Like, oh, and it's super, it's a wonderful film that just, like I said, gets better over time for me. I'll, uh, I'll never forget the first version I watched. And I don't think I, I might still have it on VHS was the, original French Canadian English dub oh, and yeah. it made no sense. <laughs> I haven't so, listened to the French Canadian dub. It was like, I forget that what banana. it had been. Golly. No, no, no. It was, it was, they were all American actors. Okay, like there's okay. no accent whatsoever, but for whatever reason it had gone from Japan to like Montreal mm -hmm. to get translated and then come to America. Sure. And so you're, I was watching this as a kid. I was like, this movie is so smart. I can't understand what's happening. <laughs> and then they re-released it, I want to say on Blu-ray, and yeah. redubbed it. And I was like, oh, it's pretty straightforward sci-fi movie. You know? <laughs> kids, uh, they unlock special powers of kids. One of them can't control them. He explodes. Pretty yeah. pretty straightforward. Like, But I just remember thinking, like, there's a deeper meaning of this. Because I should have... Like, the, the translation film. made no fucking sense. Sure, yeah. It was pretty incredible. Still a good movie. Real good. Real good. Uh, I just want to clarify for people in the chat that was, I wasn't talking shit about Blade Runner 2049. I was saying I, I wouldn't want... That movie wasn't as successful as it needed to be, so they're not going to do any more of them, was my mm -hmm. point in saying that chance. Mm -hmm. It's a great film. I want them to do more, but they probably will never do that because now he's on to Dune. Right. Part two. Yeah. Are you excited for that? Uh, mm. No. What did you think of the first Dune? Which first Dune? Not <laughs> the first Dune. I'm the Denny the, Villeneuve. Timothy the, Chalamet. The, okay, the, the Demi, uh, like Timothée. It is beautiful. I love the soundtrack. The Sandworm is amazing. There's a lot of wonderful, there's a lot of great actors in it. I love, I can't remember his name, but the guy who was Duke Leto is perfect. He's so handsome. Moon Knight guy. Oscar Isaac. Oscar oh, Isaac. Yeah. Wow. Oof. And then Stilgar, uh, Javier Bardem. Mm. Fantastic. Whoa. Perfect casting. As far as like Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. Mm -hmm. Not going for it? No. It's no. not working, especially Zendaya. She's really? a terrible Cheney. She's really bad. Wow. She's just like, hey guys, what's up? And it's like, you're a Fremen. Like... What are you, why are you talking like normal, like you're in euphoria or something? Like, this isn't, like, she's just not getting it. And I'm not, even though Rebecca Ferguson's a great actress, I don't like her portrayal of Lady Jessica because mm, she's far too emotional. Mm. 
And Bene Gesserit, that's their whole deal is they have emotional control. That's why these like women Balkans. are to be feared. Like yeah. they have it under, I'm mean, not to say they don't have emotions, but they're able to, you know, they cry, that's, but yeah. they do it at the right moment and not just like they have control over themselves. Uh, so I don't really love her portrayal. So, and I think that too, I understand that this is a movie where they're putting a lot of money into it. They need asses in those seats. So I feel like they simplified it a lot, which mm. you have to for mainstream audiences. Yeah. And I feel like they took a lot of the weird out of it. And that's what I love about Dune is mm. the weird. They stuff. did. They did. I do I do think they lost a little bit from the book in translation to the movie just because it was like it was it, it felt a lot more um plain. Yeah. Than I thought it was going to yeah. be going into it. Well, it should have been a show. That would have been incredible. It should be a show. Yeah, I know. And they could have kept going with that for a while. I mean, but it's so dense. I, I you can't really do it in a movie. I like that it's two movies, though. I like that they're actually just doing two. Yeah, they're not I mean, pushing that's a trilogy. Yeah, they're just doing yeah. two, which is well, great. Well, no, no, he wants to do a trilogy. He wants to do Dune Messiah, that's though. That's fine, though. But, like, just do the first book. Uh, but are they spoilers? Will they really burn out Timothy Chalamet's eyes and have him run around on screen with burned out eyes? Yeah. I hope so. Maybe. That I would show up for. I'd be I like, mean, oh, you did it. Who, wait, does that? Okay, I don't want to spoil too many things. But, but Messiah is sad. Like, that's a sad book. I never finished it. Mo exactly. Yeah. Most people don't because yeah. they're like, oh, this is depressing. But I don't the whole like series this. Is wild, but I don't know. I'll be there day one just for the IMAX because I love, I love Denny Villeneuve as a director. I mean, oh. it's beautiful. Can I tell you the, my, my uh, D, my wife, um, I catch her watching doing every once in a while. She fucking loves it. Really? She's Wait, put, the the new one? Yeah, she just puts it on. <laughs> she puts it. I love it. It's like her comfort food. I was, I was like, like I was like, yeah. I'm like, so this is relaxing for you. She goes, yeah. I was like, even I the war stuff that. and like, you know, yeah. killing the Peace whole family and that that part where he's like yeah, paralyzed yeah. and like Fine. naked and the big guy with the thing. She's like, yeah, this is great. I like it a lot. Beautiful director, beautiful cool. cinematography. It is beautiful. Well, like, you're not wrong. What do you? How do you guys feel about the Lynch version of Dune? Because a lot of people have strong. I have not watched the Lynch version of Dune. Uh, I've only seen it once, um, and I, I tried watching it again before the newest one came out, and I just I couldn't get through it. It's so cheesy and so bad, but yeah. it's not. And it's not even. I love bad movies. I especially love bad movies from the eighties. Uh, but this one's just hard to get through. But mm -hmm. I assume if you're doing it well. Have you seen Yadorowski's Dune? That I documentary? Have, yes. That I would have been in for. Yes. That I would have gone for. Well, that like, would, I mean, bonkers. it wouldn't have been Dune, but I would have loved it. I, loved I love it. Yodorowsky. It would have been a $300 million movie in 1978, but whatever. You know, there is a Yodorowsky connection to Akira. In what way? So apparently, Atomo was trying to finish the manga series. He was having a tough time. And Yodorowsky was in Japan for some reason. And these two linked up, and then they got like super drunk. Mm -hmm. and Otomo was like, what should I do for the ending? And Yodorowsky said something to him, and he doesn't remember what, but Otomo was like, okay, yes, that's it. That's it? And then went with it, and then... Oh, that's awesome. Apparently Yodorowsky helped, like, Otomo figure out the ending of the Akira manga series. That's awesome. I love how, like, there's all these, like, crossovers shit. with, like, my favorite... Dudes. Right, and that's so why I was like, like, do you know everything, or is just everything you talk about you've just done so much with? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's why, I mean, I think your brain works like mine. That's what I loved about that documentary for for his original Dune was we were seeing all those mm -hmm. people he put together as a creative team go on to do all that wonderful work yeah. and steal a lot of the uh, and well, <laughs> then, of then the Ridley designs. Scott just came in and scooped, just scooped them all up, up alien. 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 Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Alien would not be here if it weren't for Yodorowsky's Dune. 100%. Yeah. So I don't, talk to me about 
Jodorowsky's doing. I'm not, I'm not familiar with this. So Alejandro Jodorowsky is a weirdo, surrealist, filmmaker, crazy man, awesome artist dude. And he was making these really bizarro films. And he got the rights to Dune and was going to make a Dune that had... He had cast Salvador Dali as the emperor. Okay. Mick Jagger was supposed to be okay. Fade. His own son was supposed to be Paul, who he was like having trained like with martial arts like for years in advance to like do this role. Awesome. I mean, there's like, and there's a lot of other. I don't know if you remember some of the other. Oh yeah, uh, Orson Welles was supposed to be the Baron. Yeah. Like it's crazy, and he got H.R. Uh, Giger, who no one knew at the time, and he brought him on to do some design work for the film. Okay. And Chris Foss and um, Mobius, oh, Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, yeah, and he had all these guys come in, and then he almost had all the funding, and he only needed like four million dollars or five million dollars. So they thought to finish. But wait, but when you watch, when you see it, there's people in the documentary who are like, "This would have cost in like I forget it was in the '70s, right? Yeah, it, yeah. The they 70s. were like, "This would have cost like a hundred million dollars." Yeah, and they would it would it would have. Was, bankrupted any studio that funded yeah them. it just never was gonna happen and yeah he just could not secure that last bit so the whole thing fell apart and all those people that were working on it uh really scott scooped up and they all ended up working on alien and gotcha. that's where they found hr giger right and so you gotcha. see there are there are drawings that he did for like some of the buildings and things for dune that had that, that like like a one to one translation with like, like alien yeah, yeah like yeah, all that yeah. all that stuff and so and like Mobius all, a lot of the ship designs and things like that but you look and it, it's the ship of not the Nostromo um maybe it was the Nostromo what was the first ship yeah in? from Alien yeah so it's like some of the smaller drop ships and stuff a lot of that just kind of came from there that's awesome uh, it was really cool yeah that's really well really even cool. even too I think uh, Mobius paired up with Dan O'Bannon and they did that comic I think it's called the Airtight Garage I could be wrong on that. But it was like Blade Runner, you know, it was yeah. like Blade Runner, and then like, and then later, sky, it was like, yeah. like. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm so absolutely fascinated by like lineage in film, mm-hmm. by like Andy and I came up together, went to art school or whatever, and then you work mm-hmm. together, boom, 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 and then it's all these people who worked together over the years. Because when you're young, especially in the '80s and '90s, we didn't have IMDb, so you're like, oh, whatever. This you didn't put together that these teams of collaborators sure. worked together sure. over and over and over again and grew their mm-hmm. craft together. Yeah. And it's so cool to go back and watch that documentary and be like, that makes a lot of sense. Or even even composers. Yeah. Where you're like, that movie sounds a lot like this movie. And you're like, wait a minute. And you look it up and you're like, it's Horner. <laughs> right. Yeah. This person. <laughs> but it's just cool to see like, like you'll see a director go, I love that sound or I love that look or I love this thing. And they go, why don't I just hire the person that did that yeah. and bring yeah. them in? And that's the whole beauty of like film specifically is that you can just do that. You can just get the guy that shot Blade Runner to come shoot Dune. Why not? What's the title of this documentary? Yodorowsky's Dune. Yodorowsky's Dune. 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 Dune, yeah. Starts with I think a J. it's on Amazon. I Googling it right now. Okay. okay. Amazon or Netflix? I, I have it on Blu-ray. It's bonkers. Oh. It's uh, very, very, physical very media lady. <laughs> Money bags over. <laughs> well, like, my whole thing is like, okay, so everything I want to watch is not always on streaming. Sure. And so I get mad if I want to watch it and it's not there. Or sometimes you're watching stuff that's streaming and it sucks. Quality. It sucks. The quality is yep. crappy and it's buffering. And with a disc, I don't have to worry about that. Sure, that's fair. Whenever it whenever does, whenever that moment does happen to me, I feel like it's a personal insult to me when I find out like, <laughs> what this isn't streaming. What the Apple. fuck are they trying to like? How dare they? <laughs> like, How and I, I always like, why am I so offended by the fact that this isn't streaming? I shouldn't be expecting that from everything. Yeah, you should. Uh, but I, I, I feel like you should expect everything to be available at some, somewhere. I got nine thousand yeah. services. Yeah. I'm subscribed to a million I different know. things. You'd think, 
And then, then, then it's the most annoying thing of then trying to figure it out where I go to Decider uh, or, I have to yeah. look, or uh, we watch a preview on Amazon and I'm like, wait, it's included. Oh, I have this no, fucking app. Close the, the other app. Go to that app. So yeah. annoying. I, uh, but there are occasionally, it's always like the guilty pleasure movies, like the cult classics. Sure. You're like, oh, really want to watch this. And oh, like, it's, it's, nowhere. Nowhere. it's nowhere. It's nowhere. Well, that was the shocking thing for me when we did Kevin Smith in review. As a big Kevin Smith head, mm-hmm. and that, that you know, I have good luck finding dogma. Exactly, <laughs> I didn't realize I I had totally yeah. missed the dogma at that point. It was like you know impossible to find. Yeah, your streaming still is, I guess. But like I had yeah. my DVDs still that I watched. You know? I have a, there's a there's a couple cult classic like really terrible movies from the '80s from comics that I'm like oh, I love that movie. It used to be on TV all the time, and then you realize it was on TV all the time because it was so cheap. Yeah. to like to syndicate, they gotta put so no, and nobody yeah. gave a fuck about it back then. So like you go to find them, you're like oh. I can't find that at all. It's just, it like like every site is just like no. It doesn't even yeah. say like coming soon or whatever. Or add your blacklist. Like this just, shit ain't no. ever coming back, bro. <sighs> but um, it's interesting the crossover just to bring it back to your Akira documentary of them trying for years to develop Dune, it passing along, yeah. and then finally it failing, and then coming back to the same thing being kind of mirrored in the um, Akira sort of live action adaptation because it's ha- it's past hands a lot i feel like yeah, the akira yeah. thing is very similar to cowboy bebop where we heard so much about yeah. keanu reeves wanted to do it like 15 years yeah, ago yeah, and, yeah. and it just never happened and i feel like even i feel like we're gonna be treading this water for a while like well i i, I don't know i kind of hope so really i, I don't i don't want to see a live action oh no oh but i i can see what you're saying I, but like i feel like for the next however many years we're going to be hearing about a possible right. Akira thing happening. Right. Yeah, and even though I don't ever think it ever will, I do think that we're going to be hearing about a new director that comes up, a new hotshot dude who right. has love for the franchise and wants to do it. Like I feel like we're going to constantly hear There's stories about it, Don but it'll never happen. You know, tilting at this windmill, and I feel like I've I've definitely like for my first full length feature film, I've chosen a mountain to climb. When I'm like, why did I choose something like this to like do this? But I also feel at the same time like. I feel like this is a perfect moment to talk about Akira, especially with moment. like AI, like this burgeoning AI and like and all the CGI that we use and all the computer graphics and everything. And it's like, this is something that's almost entirely made by hand and look at it. This is what humans can do with their hands. <laughs> it's really cool. Like it's frame really neat. By frame. I still constantly, frame by frame. every other day or so I get that one uh, Hayao Miyazaki clip where God. he's being shown AI for, oh, and, and yeah. AI art and it's being translated and they're showing like this is what this AI creature is doing and like it's being told to you know it's learning blah 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 and Hayao Miyazaki uh you know he's being translated it says a I feel like this is an affront to mankind this is this is an insult to mankind itself yeah yeah like and they're like well we were just kind of like messing with tech and he was like but you shouldn't be doing this like and it's and and i love seeing it because i just want more and more people like i feel like twitter or now x has gone from you know nfts crypto is the future to now everything's going to be ai and you better be on board with it and Mm -hmm. i just like it's so annoying to see like it's always the same people by the way who have gone from nfts of the future who now their their board ape nfts are now worth zero uh negative dollars who are now like in a way kind of cheering the death of artists being able to make money off of their own work Mm. and and like you guys are never gonna work ever and hate artists it's a lot of odd for creative people it's so odd yeah there's a lot of people who feel that way well as the mainstream y'all are weird (laughs) 
You know, <laughs> you don't care yourself, but like I, I think about, there's this Dune quote that I think about a lot lately, and Frank Herbert said, "Once men turned their thinking over to machines in the hopes that this would set them free, but that only permitted other men with machines to enslave them." Mm. And I'm just like, AI, AI, <laughs> like uh, this is happening right now. It's such an. Inter- I was talking to Roger about this. Um, Who we think is in AI. I'm pretty sure his name. <laughs> uh, cool AI, but an AI, but not cooler than you. Like uh, you're the cooler uncle AI. AI. Cool AI, one point oh, stronger but slower. Yeah. Uh, he had an interesting mentality on it because obviously he has a lot of like Photoshop and stuff. And and I was and uh, it's a huge topic right now, obviously with the writer strike finally ending and them going in. This is going to be a pivotal thing for the actors as well, uh, with all the background actor things like that. But he was like, you know, Nick, I just I'm not scared of AI. He's like, I think, I think, I think we'll find a way to use it to benefit us. And he's like, it's just going to make my job a little bit easier. Yeah. But I still have to go do that. That's best case scenario. And I'm like, that's an interesting perspective. Why do you think that way? And he goes, well, I've never seen Terminator. So I don't, he didn't grow up Fearing the in the world ready where, for judgment day. yeah, every like <laughs> fucking Terminator scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was a kid. James Cameron put the fear of fucking AI, like robot AI into me. He's like, I never grew up with that. To me, it's just a tool that we need to figure out how to benefit us. And and we'll we'll work forward similar to like digital acquisition of film, which is now a staple or anything else. And like, and then he showed me, he was like, here's here's a point. He had this background that we made for Love and Sex stuff, and he has this like beta Photoshop thing where he just highlighted the the side. And he was like, it just went oh, autofill, and it oh, filled yeah, it. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was just playing with that the other day. I just updated my Photoshop, and I was like, oh. I'm like, that's and then between that and how good, even just how good the rotoscope tool, the autos, the the object select tool has gotten in Photoshop. I'm like, if this is oh, what we yeah, have yeah. to look forward to, I don't mind that because it's taking obstacles out of my way to create right. shit that would take me three hours is now People taking cut me 30 yourself seconds. Out. Do, 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 yeah, dude. I mean, oh, it does that thing where like, vroomp, and it goes out and gets and like, much. Why? Yeah, like, right. right. <laughs> so if that's what we're looking forward to, I mean, yeah. it's it's like anything else, right? It's like any other technology. We have to find a way to make it work for well, us and not destroy us. Like you're saying, it is a tool, and you can use a tool to fix a car, mm-hmm. or you can use it to beat someone to death with. Sure. So it just depends on how you use Yeah, hundred percent. No. Yeah. But I think the fight's already happening. You know, I think this oh, yeah. I think these strikes are like ground zero for this fight specifically in our country. You know, As I c I don't know what's gonna happen in the other countries or the bigger markets like China or Europe, but I assume yeah. they'll have either they'll have similar fights and we'll we'll try to figure out how that goes. One thing that's interesting though about AI is like a lot of people focus on the artist, you know, artists' arguments against it. But as somebody who's right now in the middle of like doing contracts and negotiating things with investors and da 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 for the for the film i used it to help me write an investor agreement and i didn't have to consult a lawyer and it's i mean not that you you, you should, should still consult, consult lawyer. lawyers you should but yeah. you can at least have something to start with sure a boiler for and like right, ha- you know like if mm-hmm. you need something and you it's like a little thing it's like it's so much easier so lawyers should really be worried um, <laughs> like everyone should be worried it's not just think- it's not just like artists that should be worried. It's like there's a lot of people with jobs that Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There there are I'd love to see this AI try to do a podcast where they talk about video games and insert a national tragedy in the middle. No right. way, yeah. Not no gonna, way I, they're gonna job's secure. No way they have that improv. <laughs> well honestly, uh, that's that's one of the I'm sorry, Andy. I was gonna say there's tons of like news articles and news outlets that are just using AI to write articles and yeah, yeah. oftentimes uh, inside the article, if you like fully read it, not just the headline, it's you're wrong. getting like, yeah, you're getting yeah. wrong information. Oh yeah, 
because it's just not combing and the internet how is correctly. That any different than reading any of the mainstream news. <laughs> no, but it'll just have it'll you know it'll say you know and the sky was red on that day. And it's like no, that's not true. Like right. there's it's having issues like that still, yes. and it's yes. obviously very early on, and it's yeah. I think incredibly impressive what it can do already, and that's why I'm really worried about it. Is like we've seen the way it, look we look at CG and how CG looked. Uh, or in the early days and how long it's taken to kind of get to the point where it's becoming really impressive and and then we look at how quickly ai has kind of gotten better and that's the stuff that scares me just because i'm kind of paranoid about everything sure. but yeah. i was also the guy who was you know in art school wanting to work in game development and seeing this tool is going to make all of us obsolete and that was 10 years ago now at this point and you're not in game development anymore you're right. I did quit game development. <laughs> well, one thing that I think is really interesting that people have brought up is that for someone to like replace an artist, like a client is replacing an artist AI, right? Well, that would mean that they would have to know what they want and yeah. be able to plug that in. Clients? And, yeah. Oh, they don't know that. Exactly. They're exactly. Know they that. don't know that. They no. don't know what they want. They have well, no, no idea no, no, what they no, want. I'm sorry. Let me, we misspoke. They think they know what they want. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they do. They go, this is what we want. You're like, oh, I think you really want this. They're like, yeah, that's it. I nailed it. You're like, you yes. sure did, client. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Yeah. And I, I do know somebody, too, who is, who's an artist, uh, Rake, R-E-I-Q. And he uh, does, like, a lot of pinup stuff. And, and he'll use it as a base. Like, he'll be like, Put a, give me a hot girl and a bikini on the beach. And then, you know, you have the thing. But it's not, again, it's not totally right. It's just, like, the article. It's like kind of there mm -hmm. but it's like a little weird the hands yeah. are a little weird or this is a little weird and so he'll go back in and just use it as a base and like fix it and make it look good and pour the sauce on it and mm -hmm. be sure, like sure, oh sure. wow that's like good for you to like up your productivity and be able to like get more things out and you're still you know doing your thing what i'm excited for because i do think we'll get a handle on it i don't think it'll be the death of us i don't think yeah. the death of creativity i'm excited and stick with me on this mm -hmm. for it to get to the level that it was in the movie her but I don't need it to <laughs> yeah, fall in love yeah. with me or, you know, right. jerk me off or whatever. I just want it to be that I oh, say, hey, uh, I don't want to, you know, if I said that one, you know what I mean? Siri, I don't, I don't need her going off. He, but if I was he like, hey, want, yeah. her. And, I, and then, like, she actually did the things and put it in the Google yeah. account and totally understood and didn't instead write a text that then just sits and doesn't go anywhere. Oh, like, right. Send the text. Do yeah. the thing. What are you up to? Her is so good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I was actually thinking about, I'm doing a body scan uh, pretty soon for uh, there's a guy who's doing like a nomon mm. class about how to take a body scan and oh, okay. turn it into like a usable oh, okay thing. i thought you meant like a body scan for like medical purposes no 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 no, full no, body scans no, 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 like, no like a full body scan of like for for yeah for being, art for a model yeah for, yeah yeah, yeah. Makes sense. and um and i was thinking about like oh well there's so much stuff of me online talking and, and speaking so like if there were a bunch of ais oh, yeah. they could recreate my personality from mm -hmm. using all of this and then they could take this model and and put me in there and then i could have a little a little digital cyber immortal me yeah, running right, around right. it's black on the mirror internet. but that's gonna happen right that's i mean it's I'm already saying. happening like, people are already like releasing videos of people that are kind of hard to tell if it's greg talking or not because it can emulate your voice and yeah and, yeah. and your video and it's i got i got tricked by the the oh my god what actor by the gary Busey one yeah i did too oh yeah the butter, like, sausage. butter sausage i thought that was I real thought it was him yeah i thought it was real and then i it wasn't until later i started wondering like where was that even from did he do a, right. an interview recently where he's going yeah. why don't we talk about butter sausage butter sausage? and it's like what 
where would this have even been? When would this interview have taken place? And then I found out it was just a dude with a deep fake doing a great impression. I was like, holy fuck, that that's the first time I've been gotten, and I felt yeah. really scared. So how much do you want to bet? People listening to this podcast right now, they didn't know Are that finding was finding that out sure, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Just tripped there them was, out right yeah. now. On TikTok yesterday, I ran into it that somebody wrote, they, the idea was they wrote the song um, that Taylor Swift would write if she right. breaks up with Kelsey or whatever, right? And then they put it into the AI that had her voice that or whatever. And, it put, and I was like, damn, this sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah that stuff is actually crazy. sounds well, like Well, those songs song. are all mo so modulated don't anyway. That it's like, it's like can't she even sing? Stop, you know what I mean? Stop, it's like, stop. stop. <laughs> you don't want this right? heat. You don't want the heat. Greg's like, put this on you, old man. Greg's give me the look of like, I'm threatening you, but really he's scared because the Swifties are going to come to the company. That's what it is. I'm one of them. They know that I was one of the original. You're their leader. Don't worry about that. You're an original Swifty. You are. I was, man. I had the album. <laughs> Madison Staley's getting pissed at me. Don't, right? <laughs> Joey's here too. I'm you know teasing. what I mean? Well, well, oh, Joey's gonna throw a cup in my head, but for a number of reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, get in line, you know. So on this creative angle, to go back to the documentary, yeah. you mentioned it in passing. I think it's worth doubling back to. Yes. This is your first full-length feature. Yes. Have you? You've done obviously YouTube for so long now. Yeah, I've been on YouTube for over you know eleven years at this point. And I've done three hour-long X-Men documentaries, the Epic History X-Men mm -hmm. series. Dope as hell. So, and I mean, two of those I did together. So it's like, I've, you know, but this will be on a different level because this is like, I'm going to be going places and interviewing people. Yeah. And so it is a step up. But I feel like, like with YouTube for my content, it's like a sinking ship. And for me, like, I got to get out. Like, I'm, I was born near the rat. I know a sinking ship when I'm on one. I'm like, sure. I got to get off this ship. And so this is a pivot for me to, like, it's forcing me out of the nest, which is a positive thing. Mm -hmm. And it's forcing me to go out on a limb and to do something I've never done before and go up a level and direct a full-length film and host it and write it and yeah, edit yeah, yeah. it and do all the things. Where, where is the, what's the distribution plan for this is are you trying uh, festivals are we doing like yes you want the traditional documentary distribution yes we're doing the festival circuit um we're also obviously looking to sell to streaming platforms mm -hmm. or to a production company who wants to buy whoever you know like i'm yeah. open to so if who netflix, wants to give if, me money ne like I'm, yeah. I'm into it. pie in the sky thing like what what's your is netflix would it be would it be like a netflix thing or i mean i if you could be, put it anywhere yeah i mean yeah. i would be happy to have it on netflix or hulu or amazon any of those places i mean netflix would be Pretty cool, I yeah. think. I think yeah. there's a lot of people. I mean, Some people watch it. A couple people watch it. Documentary on Netflix. Big, un cool. big user base. Yeah, that's I'm yeah, a thing. pretty big user base. <laughs> I'm curious though, just to watch. I mean, to obviously we're we're fans of yours and we want to support, but I'm, I'll be curious to see that pathway because all of those platforms are so in need of good content. Yes. But they have this weird. They're in this weird place where. They can't just come to jabronis like us right. and be like, give us some stuff because we're like, here's five oh, things here's that it. we made. Right. But it's Greg talking Netflix, about a PlayStation I'll give you a game. game. We can have games daily every day. There you go. That's content. You know what? That's a deal right there. <laughs> Netflix. Um, Do you want a one-man show of somebody recreating the Santa Claus with Tim Allen? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Oh, Do you know how much I would fucking love to produce that for you? <laughs> like, shoot it like those old... Like, you ever see, like, the BBC, like, well, I mean, plays, they just screens. shoot the play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, you have these screens. Yeah. Like, you could project whatever you want Danica, on there. Danica, we can do you know. lots of things. But it's just... <laughs> 
easier See, I was gonna say, that's to the try to play Payday 3 you and me, <laughs> right? Where it's like, yeah, we could do all that, yeah. or we could just go play Spider-Man and talk about that. In <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're like low-hanging fruit, lowest common denominator with our content here. Yeah, but you guys have like done really well with that. And yeah. I'm like, What's the business, I'm like right? dying over here. I'm like, oh, I'm being yeah, so shoved what off. You're like, talking about being a sinking ship. You're talking about the rat. Yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Exactly <laughs> the rat. Because <laughs> like you are so diverse in everything you do. You are you what YouTube's dying for you? How you know? Okay, well, more than YouTube. Years. What YouTube wants is lowest common denominator content, and they want you to beef with other people. Oh yeah. And they want you to be on there like five, seven days a week, like have content like constantly coming out, and they want it to be short content. And I don't do any we don't of those. That's why we're well, the podcast well, now. No, pod, podcasts can be super long, yeah, pod, yeah. but it's like either like they want a five-minute video of you talking about a trailer or discussing a movie, right? Or they eleven want, minutes you know, of me talking about like, why that streamer so is uh, toxic and yeah, 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 super transphobic or something. Yeah, like yeah, they that. want a lot of beef though. Yeah, they, they want beef, beef stuff or like drama things. Yeah, and I'm just like. I just want to make a nice produced show with puppets where I'm breaking down, you know, the Matrix and talking about how it's Aristotle's allegory or Plato's allegory of the cave, you know, and they're like, and I'm going to no. put it out once every three, four months. I'm going to put out a 30 minute <laughs> video and they're like, go fuck yourself. Like, get out of here, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, and that's fine. I'm not like, it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. not like, ugh. Well, that's why I mean, like, I think diversifying is so important, right? It's yeah. the same way we try to be on so many different platforms in yes. different ways. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's why I also stream on Twitch and do all the other things that I do is like in the book clubs and stuff like that. Like those have been really great. So, For sure. Yeah. So when you're getting ready to make this documentary. Yes. Uh, and tell me if this is a stupid one because I've never made a documentary. <laughs> do you have like a mission statement, like what you're doing? Because obviously I'm making an Akira documentary. It could mean yes. so many different things. Are you yes. talking about the impact, how it was made, all the above? Okay. You, what, is going, you, what is happening? Is, you have a, a tab up on your screen that says, where does the Santa Claus live? <laughs> First off. Are you doing research right now? While they no, have I have <laughs> What? What? You don't know the answer to that? Come on. <laughs> the North Pole? Right, you know what? As you know, I produce a well-run show here. And so there was a question. Sometimes you let if me we host go to the, the question. Sometimes you let me. We're having too good of a conversation. We're not going to get to the question. But somebody does a question about what was it? Lapland. All right. <laughs> they got a question <laughs> about Lapland. And if we get there, we get there. And if we don't, we don't. But I'm prepped. My apologies. God damn it. What's your mission statement for this? Don't okay. touch me. Okay. So right now, and this is the thing about documentaries, is like you're going to interview a bunch of people, and you might get some crazy information. So it may. Mm. You know, it, change, yeah, it okay. may change the trajectory mm -hmm. a little bit here and there. We'll see what we get because um, you really don't know. So you have to leave a little room for the Holy Ghost sure, of when course. you yeah, make yeah, something yeah. like this. But right now, my initial uh, mission is to specifically focus on the anime okay. and how it impacted pop culture, how oh, it course. continues to impact pop culture. Uh, the different people that were influenced by it and the different other properties that were influenced by it and talk about um, like there's just so I mean again like you're saying there's just like well, so right there, many I think things enough where I was like oh okay that's your well how it know. brought anime to the west mm -hmm. how it popularized anime I want to talk I, I have questions about how it was animated where yeah. I'm like wait they did this with an airbrush Dude, in what? Your... Like these holograms? Like so, somebody with an airbrush, and I've used an airbrush. I don't know if you. Could. I used to be an airbrush artist too. I've done it all, um, but it's like, woman. but it's like you, you. It's 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 hard. It's not like perfect. And your so video, right, where like the teaser for it, kind of funny. Yeah. Shakira, you have the Tim Robinson 
what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, Where it's yeah. like going and putting in the like light. These little dots. Like, one look, by like, one. This stuff is like airbrushed. Like that's airbrushed. That's how you can see through it. That's so and like those light trails and stuff. And I'm like, how? I don't even understand how you would animate that and make that. Like, I don't understand. And yeah. I want to know. Yeah, 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 so there's sure, questions sure. that I have. And I want to talk about the manga series versus the movie. And so cool. talk about all of that. And Akira is actually in the manga series. Here it is. Oh, no, yeah, because the, the manga series starts before the movie. Here it is. As um, far as like the timeline of it is concerned, it starts. Wait, oh my gosh, it's so long. Because I know the movie itself is only like a few, like maybe the it's first more like like the 10 first, books or something no, like that. No, so there's six volumes. So the first, the movie really encapsulates, I feel like, maybe the first two to three volumes, right. but more like two, I think. The, the, the lady that's like the cult leader, like the religious yes. leader, she takes a bigger part Much bigger in role. the rest of it. Yeah, Much that's, that's my favorite time. I I, I, Miyako, I think is her name. I don't think I ever got my hands on the actual manga, and unfortunately, there's no way to do it now. No, no, there is. You can I get know. a big no, box. I'm being lazy. Again. If only Nick could read it. Come on, really, really nice. I've, I had a wonderful. Um, oh, you know they one, read the one other of my way. wonderful followers got me the for Christmas. He got me the big box set, oh. and I was like, "Oh, thank you so much!" And it that's was incredible. so good. And the thing about the manga that's so interesting to me is that it forces you to read it so fast. Like you're reading it and you're just like, oh, oh. like it just begs to be read at this breakneck speed. But then at the same time, like if you look at these panels, like it's crazy, crazy these detail. fucking details on these buildings. You're like, you drew this many buildings and this like, many windows. How like, How long did that shit take? Like, that's crazy. How long were you in your, your, your parents' basement for crazy. while you were making this shit? You know <laughs> it what I mean? It doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, it's like, and this was coming out like, really, ugh, it's, I don't I know. want to that's, that. That's why the movie, so, I mean, the movie itself is so important. It's just, it's the, it's the discovery of that. Yeah, yeah. That is just inspiring and kind of daunting all at the same yeah, time. Just so. watching it being like, what? How did yeah, you this, do this? Right. This gigantic cityscape painting is on screen for two and a half seconds. seconds. Like, like, and it is it, like the oh greatest God. piece of okay. art you'll ever see. Okay, so this is really cool. This is part of the reason that inspired me to make this is I was at Dragon Con and there's a guy named Joe the Peacock and he is the collector who has the largest collection of production art from the movie so he just started collecting cells and sure. all sorts of stuff for a really long time and he did a thing where he would break down akira and he would play it and then he would stop it and he'd be like okay now let me tell you why this shot is crazy and then he would like pull out the artwork from it and be like okay so this building was in this shot for two seconds right and there's like three layers of it this is how big the the painting was for a sliver, you only see a sliver of it. Yeah. And then inside each of the windows, it's like there's like different stuff. Like somebody went in there, it's like, oh, there's a little chair over here, and then there's like a little desk over there. And it's like, oh, you didn't have to do that. No. That's just the flex right there. It's a flex. It's that's like why a you're total so flex. good at it. You're so good. That you're like, I'm I can just do this. I and can. I'm because I, I can. That's why it like becomes like a living, breathing thing at that point. You know, like when when so many people put so much of their life energy into something, into a piece of art it just becomes alive. And I think that's that's what happened with Akira. And it's just seeing that was like, what? And then like, he even explained, there's this one shot where they, okay, so Otomo, the director, he wanted to make this movie like shot, shot, it's not shot, it's animated, but shot, looked like it was shot like a Hollywood film. Like that was his thing. It's like, I wanna make this look like it was shot with cameras, 
Hollywood film. That's why you have all these lens flares. There's sure. no lens. Yeah. Mm. There's no lens that shit here. In. Like, Back to the yeah. point, right, of like it was a movie. It's and not, he you know, animated in even like a crane mistake. Where sometimes like a crane shot goes and then it goes a little too far over and has to come back. Oh, that's funny. And it's like, what? You animated a <laughs> crane mistake just to make this more realistic? Like, blow these Westerners' minds, man. <laughs> I'll never see it. Crazy. Then it's you go the crazy. the next step and you just talk about the sound design. Oh, the we're definitely talking about and that. Yes. All of that and just like. What? Like yeah, just it, being in those scenes it, where like it, when he walks into the bar and you just hear like the the, the tactility of him mm -hmm. clicking the jukebox and all oh, that yeah. shit. You're like, what is happening right now? Yeah, it's so funny. The um the soundtrack is it was like created by a group of amateur musicians, and most of them were like teachers, doctors, lawyers, whatever, like salarymen. And it was led by a scientist who's also a professor. And it's just <laughs> like, what? You know, like, oh my God. And it's hilarious, like more than anyone else who's reached out to me, like after I've announced this project, people are like, hey, I'm interested in working with you. You know, you get these emails here and there. Like four or five composers are like, I love this soundtrack. It is huge. It That's inspired awesome. me. If you want me to help on this, please let me know. And it's like, awesome. wow, I've got like all these composers just like coming up to bat and it's really neat it's really cool i mean look at that look at the lights that's I know. so sick Airbrush. It blew like, my what? Mind. it's so dope. look at this look at that i know it's so beautiful just so dense every image is every i'm gonna and, like, i'm gonna the watch the 4k too, i have the like, 4k at home they i'm watching have, tonight. um they have so many more like colors like they're using so much more colors like they even had like specific color like colored paints created for this animation because they didn't have enough because a lot of it's like set at night and most animations don't set them at night because it's really difficult to animate like with the colors every colors and everything I mean, it's just like whoa they had like 157 something colors that they were working with for this yeah. and so when you have like when they're animating it you have like this little thing this little sheet that tells you which color goes here and which color goes here and then it's like oh we'll say there's a shadow cast or like a light put on someone then you have to like do all for just a second. Then it's like, oh, we have to color everything differently, like this now. And it's like, oh, it's such a mind fuck thinking about it. I mean, the fucking bike, dude. The like, bike there's is sick. They're oh, like, yeah. I, the coolest I, thing ever. The, the most homage shot, animated it's shot everywhere. in cinema history. Everywhere. It, and yes. but it's also just what's the iconic shot of him sliding? Yeah. It, it's also so like expertly designed. And I always brought this up when we were reviewing the Star Wars movies, that it's so easy to look back at old media portraying sci-fi future and look, laugh at how cheesy a lot of the inventions are and how stupid some things look. But, like, an X-Wing will always look cool. Oh. Yeah. And the Millennium Falcon will always look cool. Yeah. And all the ship's des uh, designs in that, in these old Star Wars movies, they are still so iconic and never, like grew to be like cheesy in any way and like the bike in akira is so fucking perfect and it's still i mean we we talk about the, the homage shout or whatever but like i'm playing cyberpunk right now and there's a bike that you can use in cyberpunk 2077 that's a, an homage to uh kind bike and it's still like the coolest looking shit ever yeah and i think it's just so but like that design just stood the test of that, time. That's a toy bike, by the way, that I'm sitting on. Oh, really? We, oh, that's awesome. I, my photographer, Alan Amato, photoshopped this toy bike. Oh my god, that's in insane. there, he did such a good job. I mean, even the even the but the laser rifle, the laser rifle, but that had to have 
the battery. The battery. Pack. Pack. I love the battery I pack. I love the battery it's pack. So, and it had the wire connected. Yeah, it had the wire connected to it. You're like, that's so. But that grounds it in reality. Oh, yes. And it makes it more realistic. It also reminded me of my dad's. Yeah. Um, first vhs recorder that oh yeah it, had the, oh, it yeah. had the strap thing and i think that's probably where they got it from yes. right like yes. back in the day because yeah. it would have been around the same time period yeah uh, it's just a yeah. cool i built that laser thing. rifle prop in the photo too it was did you really fun yeah like you built it in real life for the photo? yeah but out of like cardboard but yeah i built it in real life that's awesome. <laughs> like that's, but rad. that's what i do i build stuff out of cardboard and hot glue and it works like a charm you just here's here's the key mm. guys okay here's here's the thing you build the box in the shape of the gun or whatever prop you need, okay? Uh -huh. Then you print out a flat image of the skin of it, and you just you just skin it like a 3D model. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then you just hot glue it on there, and it looks so good in photos. It looks like super realistic, but it's just a cardboard box. You know? <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it gets banged up in Halloween. When Andy's not here. When he's on vacation, yeah, we do the same thing for him. Cardboard box, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I made wow, a, I, I made a that. cardboard RoboCop costume that actually it won Dragon Con's like. I gotta see this. Masquerade. Is this online? Yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah. Cardboard are you? Danica's entire life is online. <laughs> are you, how obsessed with you? How obsessed about RoboCop are you? Oh, I made a, a RoboCop costume and I won a fucking costume contest with it. It's Perfect. intense. Good. Like, yes. and, and that costume was not easy to make. No, that's a hard costume. It was a really hard costume. Yeah. And I remember when I was, um, the guy that I made it with, my ex, he was like, oh, do you want to be like fem a female RoboCop? You know, and I was like, no, I want to be RoboCop. RoboCop. <laughs> I don't want to be. Idiot. No, no, we're not putting tits on this. Get out of here. Like, I want to be RoboCop. God, that's another one. Have you seen the, all the doc? Oh, you have, of course, all the what? behind the scenes stuff on RoboCop and how just miserable that was for poor Peter. Oh, Weller. yeah. I mean, that was like, I mean, even me being in that suit was miserable. Uh, I mean, it's tough. Like, yeah. it was a workout. Holy shit. <laughs> So yeah, and again, it's just like cardboard, and then you take the images. This that's looks incredible. This is real, cause yeah, this looks like yeah. This that's I love the shadow on the right side. So you're, you're, the right side of your head's always in shadow. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just bad. laughs> yes, that's awesome. That insane. Yeah, you have fun. Yes, I you do. do. Fun stuff. I do. I I really do. I have a really good time. <laughs> but you're fleeing YouTube. But I'm fleeing YouTube. I mean, <laughs> no, I would, you're not I would, fleeing I'm not. Forever. I'm going to continue to yeah. make stuff for YouTube. Of course. I just want to. It'd be nice to make something that actually makes its money, though. That'd be nice. You know, that would be cool. Right. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Because like I have to do all these other things. It's a loss leader. That's what they call it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. make the videos don't make any money, but I do all these other things that people watch the videos and they buy like oh the the merch or the yeah. thing or they go on Patreon and then that's what sustains it. And that's what comes back to, uh, you know, something I mentioned in this podcast earlier, right, is the community and like, yeah. I feel like the mirror image, right, where it is this mm -hmm. idea that, you know, you launched this Kickstarter today, you have 130 backers, at least before I hit refresh, right, and over $21,000 off of that, right? Yeah. Like, you have a community that shows up for you. Yes, I'm yeah. so lucky and I just feel very grateful to my audience and I have a really loyal crew of awesome people uh og fremen warriors who've been there uh forever <laughs> forever and yeah i've just had such a i have a really great wonderful audience and there are a lot of just very intelligent cool people yeah and uh, i know a lot of people like to complain like oh you know people online and comments and blah 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 and guys are gross and i'm just like that's not my experience i've had a really wonderful experience interacting with people online not to say there's not trolls of course sure, there course. is 
but it's like overwhelmingly I find a lot of dudes really support my work and want to be there for me and and show up and show out and have kept me going this whole time because I'm totally independent that's awesome yeah very lucky very lucky indeed. very grateful all right so what's next for the documentary you have okay. to actually start filming it now? <laughs> yeah. You have all this so. money. Do you actually have to go make it? Before that question, Cody Hagler in live chat asks you, uh, do you call any of them goats? Any of your followers? Any of your followers? <laughs> do you ever demean them in that particular well, the, There is, um, there's one guy, there's one guy, and his nickname is the Deuce Bag. Oh, okay. yeah. Deuce Bag. So but he does act, he is, he earned it. Okay. You know. I mean, that's a similar thing to Cody. I've never seen... Cody is literally like you see those hidden... Not hidden camera. The the cameras they have in the cars when you're driving. Dashboard cams. Yeah. Where the, yeah. they'll pull at a stoplight and somebody walks in and then feigns like they got hit to fall down for attention. About... And I'll go back if you want, Cody. Into the, I have it down here. About 20 minutes ago, he's like, I got to get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, he was yeah. walking away. Yeah. But then Cody's still here <laughs> eating a tin can talking in the chat. I'm cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely have some problem children, um, but they're mostly beautiful babies. I don't want That's to talk good. about Cody anymore. So what happens now? So like you're, you're talking about distribution. You're having a bunch of conversations, legal documents, yes. yada, yada, yes. yada. You're yeah. doing this through the month of October, the yes. raising it. And yes. then is it right to filming? And like, do you have your first stuff booked or how does any of that work? Okay. So A, I have to start ordering all the merch for the physical reward tiers. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I want to do that and have that you know, ready so I can start shipping out all that stuff by the beginning of 2024. So that's one big thing. Also want to just start writing my scripted segments, sure. things like that, and just like get my outline together. And then I want to start booking interviews with people like Joe the Peacock yep. is going to be interviewed. Be. And he um, donated his collection to the Academy Museum in L.A. Oh, so that's right. he'll be able to get me in there. And so we can get really wonderful oh, that's incredible, shots man. of B-roll of the images and the, and the production art and get to go through it. So I'm really looking forward to that. I've also got um, Jerry Beck, who was the co-founder of Streamline Pictures, who helped bring Akira over to America. And you know that on the poster where it's like, uh, Neo Tokyo is about to explode. Mm -hmm. Like that was him. He like came up with oh, that. Awesome. So uh, I've got him. I've got Ed Piscor, who's a uh, comic book artist and he has cartoonist kayfabe on YouTube and he's a comic book kind of historian and he'll be, a really wonderful interview. He has a lot to say about Akira. He knows a lot about Katsuhiro Otomo. And I'm working on finding Japanese uh, artists or other people who worked on it or influenced by yeah. it. I may have a line on uh, the director of Ghost in the Shell, Oshi. Oh, nice. mm. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, you know. But I really want to work on those connections as well. And then this is like kind of my stretch goal for myself jordan peele <laughs> jordan peele loves no. akira well, jordan yes. peele wants well, to yes. make it nope no yeah. stuff in yes, yeah. but the bike. even bigger than that james cameron ah james cameron mm, was really influenced by akira and it would be great to get keanu reeves if i could i mean oh. that's like a really like, <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna be able to get john wick but like it'd be cool maybe guillermo del toro i think would mm -hmm. be really good so like i would love to get some people like that in the mix as well because i feel like that would because there's also like this whole thing about kodansha in japan owns the rights and so i need to get them to go yes we want you to talk about our film and you can use all these clips and all the stuff mm -hmm. that you need to use so i need to get them on my side and i think that if i had people like that they would definitely be more apt to take it seriously and, and want to release 
do you think they would help you connect you with people like artists and things in Japan that worked on Akira? Yes, if they are interested in what yeah. I'm doing, so and I can get them a, on my side. That's a huge get. It's a huge yeah. get. Yeah. So that's one thing, but it'll be a really interesting challenge to, you know, talk to Japanese business people. Sure. And I feel like if you get pitch everything, James Cameron to say a few words and you're like with this documentary features james cameron right, that might go a long way that's what i'm saying and and i know someone ever heard of him he saw the titanic who <laughs> might did. have some ins with james cameron so it's like i know someone who might have uh, so we'll see but that's like i'm gonna be praying so all you out there pray for me yeah let's get james cameron that'd be really cool that'd be awesome what'd you point at me for i was gonna say like james gunn yeah sure i say you know james is he gunn. helpful well, they're both named James. <laughs> That's a weekly James I'll take, I'll take James Gunn. Yeah. They're thinking, all in text threads. <laughs> they might. And they, it's one of those where it's not an in by any stretch of imagination, but I could probably get you the email for Keanu Reeves' person. Okay. And then we could start there. Yeah. And this sounds like a, a thing he'd want to do. That's yo, definitely me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he seems like a cool... I mean, I know he's like got a lot going on, so I mean, I don't know if I'd be able yeah. to get my message to... Yeah, this is right up his alley. But yeah, exactly. He's done with the. He doesn't want to do the drama movies anymore. So he needs distractions. Yeah. And I'm sure the the, the internet and and all the moviegoers, uh, you know, at large, wouldn't mind putting the next John Wick off a little longer. Yeah. And they would Keanu, not throw any hate your way. Keanu, would you like to be in this? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, good. Thank you. You've been working on that. Go, I can on. tell. Yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. I'm abstaining. I've retired <laughs> from following Andy. <laughs> oh wow. I'm not wow. featuring. Well, unfollowed. Subscribe. My own person. Fair enough. We could try to get Jack Quaid if you want. I don't know if he cares about Akira, but might be a little too thank young you, for thank it. we'll you, Anthony, for your yeah. spirit energy. But maybe his his you know style of acting was influenced by maybe, him. maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else we we know. Rahul Kohli. I don't know anybody. You know, someone said in the chat said Kojima. That would be incredible. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he was very influenced by that. Yeah, that's a good call. We could talk to Hideo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be awesome to get like blessing. No, blessing has no idea what Akira is. He's never heard of it. Before. All we asked yeah, is that you he, he was like, I haven't seen it yet. All we asked is that if he put Greg's name in the credits, just thank you, Greg Miller. Special thanks to Greg. Yeah, Miller. yeah, yeah. If I do anything, yeah. If you do, okay, it. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. for Miyazaki's sure. Miyazaki's still alive, right? And, and speaking of getting yeah. your name in the yeah. credits, you can get your name in the credits. Oh, I kind of forgot to Kira. Go to the Kickstarter before it ends on the thirty first. Danica. Yes. You were a fantastic guest. Thank you for hanging out. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. For Please don't stay me. away for seven years. I you know. know. I'll back. be back. I'll okay. be back. Good. I appreciate it. Now that, that I've got like Southwest card and I've got like Southwest points. Yeah. I can get up here like way easier. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those, for me, there's a full circle thing of bringing yeah. people who went to the spare bedroom to the spare bedroom. Oh, yes. And I love that. Like, again, I haven't seen you in seven years and like you were just cool to chill on the couch all day long and talk to people and yeah. hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, I was like, yeah. I you took a nap. I took it. a nap out there. Yeah. I was like, I was like cracking up at your your stuff you were doing. I was yeah, watching yeah. you as you were doing yeah. your thing. You fit right in here. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Chill vibe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that chill vibe, of course, is the kind of funny podcast each and every week. Four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table, each coming to talk to each other about whatever it is they want to talk about. If you want to talk with us, your best bet is to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where, of course, you could watch the show live, bring a tin can for Cody to eat in the chat. Chomp, you know what chomp, I mean? Chomp, Cody. I got chomp, it for chomp, you right chomp. here, Cody. Uh, Cody he some he gets all mad and he just starts headbutting the wall. You know what I mean? Don't show I, him I hope that bottle. Cody is a Capricorn. Like, please let Cody be a Capricorn. That would be amazing. Would be Let great. us know, Cody. You, you, you know, He's you. chomping cans of corn. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can write in to have your topic on the show. Just like Sorry, that. Cody. We'll get to it eventually. We'll get to it eventually, but the topic I had here was from Ryan Povala Higgins. 
about Lapland. Mm-hmm. And I think you might enjoy Lapland one day, Nick. What and I'll take Lapland? you to it. Let's okay. do that. You, you, were too in, you were too entertaining. We didn't get okay, to it. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, of course, you can write in, like I said, kindoffunny.com slash KF podcast. Cody's a Virgo. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Capricorn. I don't know if that helps. I don't either. I don't know what I do. I'm a Taurus. I don't know what I mean. Capricorn's a goat. Well, oh, I never would have You're a bull. That. Yeah, I know. I knew that part. Yeah. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Bullshit. The bull, you got the horns. You know what I mean? <laughs> Too sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> All right. I don't even know where I'm in the intro, outro. <laughs> Whatever. You know it. Watch the show. It's Grind's birthday, says Madeline. But Madeline's, Madeline says in all caps, Greg, then normal it's, then Ryan's birthday. You know what I mean? Make up your mind, Madeline. What are the caps going to be? And uh, Madeline, why did you want to catch a stray? You know what I mean? I'm sick of these fucking mm-hmm. trogs coming off the bench. I'm I just sick gotta of go, these bah, fucking trogs. Bah, you know what I mean? It could have just been about Cody today. What was dump about? Magic. What Kento, was dump about? Remember, well, he's a goat, and he was trying to say, Greg told Melissa to dump me, but all he got out was D-U-M-P Sen. <laughs> or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Quotation mark D-U-M-P Sen. <laughs> D-U-M-P Sen. When goats Maybe. will never be able to figure out the wasps. <laughs> the wasps. <laughs> they can't do, it. can't do it. God damn it. This has been the Kind of Funny Podcast. <laughs> you know where to get it and what to do. Thank you so much. And until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.